Welcome to episode 11 of Business Matters. This is the Eau Claire Chamber of Commerce podcast from the Wind Technology Studio in downtown Eau Claire. And thank you to our media sponsor, Royal Credit Union. Today we have a very special guest, a local celebrity. Uh, Adam Akala is here from Colab and various other uh, ventures uh, that Adam is involved with. A very, very uh, good and passionate person about entrepreneurship and local business, but Adam also, if you haven't seen him in some of the shows here in town, um, does a lot with our children's theater and other theaters in the area. So welcome, Adam. Thank you, Phil. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. Uh, And we're going to talk about some fun stuff today. We're going to talk a lot about uh, local businesses. We're going to talk about um, Colab, where Adam works at currently. Uh, And we're going to talk about why do we want to shop local? Uh, We have a lot of great things going on in our community right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to open it up. Um, Adam is part of a very neat week here every year called uh, Startup. Is it Startup Eau Claire? Startup 48? So it used to be Startup Eau Claire. It started about five years ago. This was our fifth year of this week focused on entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship. And It started as Startup Eau Claire, but last year we realized that entrepreneurship and our entrepreneurial ecosystem extends beyond the geographical boundaries of the city of Eau Claire. And so we rebranded as Startup Chippewa Valley and included Altoona, Chippewa Falls, and Menominee in those efforts. So we have the Menominee Chamber, the Chippewa County Economic Development Corporation, and the city of Altoona who have partnered with us over the last two years to plan events that also engage their communities and are accessible to the Eau Claire community as well. It's a really good week. Um, I attended some of the the content uh, this year for the week, and and it is really so. It's Startup Chippewa Valley now yes. is the week, and that's like the middle Novemberish time frame. Yeah, we usually try yeah. to hit the week between Veterans Day and Thanksgiving, just because okay. then it it kind of mitigates some of the conflicts that people okay. have. And w- in your opinion, so fifth year. In your opinion, best year ever this year, or has it grown, or how would you kind of compare year after year? I know we had some COVID years in there, but um, in your opinion, how is this year compared compared to others? Yeah, this year was really great. We saw almost 600 people that engaged across the 18 programs that we had um, throughout the four communities, and that was through events like workshops for our startups and entrepreneurs. Uh, there were pitch competitions, there were panel discussions, there were entrepreneurial highlights and networking opportunities. So just lots of opportunities for entrepreneurs to connect, get educated, or be celebrated as the entrepreneurs that they are making the Chippewa Valley their home and growing their businesses right here in um, Eau Claire, Altoona, Chippewa Falls, or Menominee. Yeah, it's awesome. So for someone like me who has like an idea a day, um, for those of you out there that have crazy ideas for businesses or ideas for business, maybe not crazy, but just you have ideas for businesses, this is a great week. And th- there are other things throughout the year that you can do as well as a community that we do. But this just kind of all encompasses all of that, and it's really neat. So give us give us an example um, of uh, one, of the, one of the major events that goes on that week, I know that there is some idea pitching and there's some other things and then some other content. So just give us kind of like a highlight of that week. 
Yeah, some of the workshops that we had, uh, we had one on legal issues for startups. We had one from the Wisconsin Procurement Institute on securing and leveraging federal contracts, which is especially important for businesses that are mm-hmm. owned by marginalized populations, either veterans, women, people of color. Um, so it's a that was a really great program for that. Uh, we had the Hatch Pitch Competition, yeah. which is always a really fun yeah, event put on by cool. the Chippewa County Economic Development Corporation. Um, the Red Letter Grant Awards, which award uh, four $2,000 grants to women-owned businesses throughout a 10-county region in western Wisconsin here. So just lots of really cool events. And the thing that I think COVID really taught us is that we can be a little bit more innovative in how we present these events. This okay. year, we offered seven of the 18 events in a hybrid format. Okay. So from Collab's conference room, we were able to live stream them and have virtual participants that joined us on Zoom, as well as people actually attending in person. And an exciting thing about 2022 was that this was our first year back fully in person. All of the events were offered in some in-person capacity with the availability of virtual attendance, but it was the first one where everybody has been in person for every event since uh, 2019. Yeah, it's, it's, that's awesome. All right, so you're wearing a One Million Cups t-shirt, so I want to talk about that uh, and what that, that what's in, involved with that. But listeners, you guys can't see it, but Adam's wearing a One Million Cups t-shirt. Um, so let's, let's talk about One Million Cups too, because that happens weekly year-round, basically. I mean, there's a few breaks in there. But uh, I know that you are an organizer and you facilitate that, but this is a great opportunity. I've been involved with it. Great opportunity for entrepreneurs to tell their story. And this is outside that that week of Startup Chippewa Valley because this is every Wednesday morning. So give us a little overview on One Million Cups. Should I do my, my intro spiel? Sure. All right. Yeah, do that. So One Million Cups is a national organization, a national movement founded by the Kauffman Foundation out of Kansas City to celebrate entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs in all their forms. And so at One Million Cups Eau Claire, you're typically going to be hearing from entrepreneurs that are five or five or less years in operation. Sometimes they're just in the idea phase. Sometimes they're opening a physical storefront or releasing their minimum viable product. Other times you might hear from a business that's been in operation for a while, but is making a pivot or a change to their operational model. And the name One Million Cups comes from um, the one million cups of coffee that collectively entrepreneurs across the country are gathered around on Wednesday mornings at meetups just like ours here in Eau Claire to celebrate entrepreneurship. Yeah, does it have to be coffee or can I? I think I have my tea. I think any energizing I beverage that makes you excited <laughs> about entrepreneurship is totally acceptable. Yeah, at see. totally, totally. So I presented at One Million Cups over the years. Um, which is a side hustle business that I won't mention because this is a chamber program. So, um, but I'm an entrepreneur as well. It's a it's a great. I love it. Um, I watch this morning on Facebook. You can also watch on Facebook every Wednesday at nine that Adam uh, organizes that and gets that going. I think the really great so, thing too about One Million Cups is it creates a really safe environment to yeah, share those business absolutely. ideas. You can come in and you can present problems that you may be having or. Um, roadblocks that you're experiencing and hear from local experts, local service providers, other entrepreneurs, students, educators. And you can kind of try to crowdsource that feedback in a way that's not um, admitting failure. It's just saying like, I'm maybe struggling with this a little bit more than I thought that I would. Does anybody, has anybody else had this same problem? Right. I also love when you have a, a pretty raw business model 
And then two years later, you see them advertising in the community and they've hired two or three people and that growth is there. And you're like, oh, I remember when they presented at One Million Cups and now they're like this legit growing business and you just want to shake their hand, you know, like, hey, you weren't sure what you were doing two years ago, but man, now you've grown. And so we can talk about that all day. It's it's pretty neat program. So that's on Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. There is a Facebook page, One Million Cups Eau Claire. And you can watch it live uh, every Wednesday. Let's let's kind of turn to Colab. Colab is such a neat place, and I know you guys just uh, moved into a newer facility. Uh, it's beautiful in there. So, uh, what's a little bit of the history of Colab, and how did you get involved and hired? I guess I never really knew that story. So, let yeah, us, let us know. So, Colab started in April of 2019 in its current form. It was um, a shared office that kind of existed before we actually opened CoLab officially, but it was a shared office for startups, entrepreneurs, kind of thinking tech-focused in the beginning. Okay. Um, and it was kind of an, if you know about it, you know, and you can come work there. Oh, okay. But really understanding that there were some entrepreneurial gaps or even just a some missing connections in our entrepreneurial ecosystem, CoLab opened with the intention of filling, trying to fill those gaps, identify potential connections and collaborations amongst community resource providers, entrepreneurial resources, um, and other points of the entrepreneurial ecosystem here in Eau Claire by providing not only a physical space for startups and entrepreneurs to start their businesses and grow their businesses, but also connecting them with resources that already exist. So we're not seeking to duplicate anything. We don't we definitely don't claim to be the experts on writing your business plan or doing your financial projections, but we know some really great resources and oftentimes free resources that exist to help you take that first step. And it can sometimes be overwhelming to know what exists and mm-hmm. do that research on your own. So we invite anyone, anybody, member or not, to stop into CoLab if you're kind of at an, an impasse of where do I go from here? I have these things, but I need to do these next, and I don't know how. It's yeah. not within my skill set. We typically will know of a resource that exists for you, and if not a resource, um, a potential paid service provider that exists in our community. I think what's really neat about it, and then I want to hear about how you ended up working there, because I don't know if I knew that story, but I had a thought. Um you know, uh, for someone like me who does not like working at home, I admit it. I, I, you know, I'll work at home and then oh, I can put my laundry in right now and yep. oh, I can make some tea and oh, the news is on and oh, that's interesting. So I get a little too sidetracked. So what's great about what Colab does is for, you know, you can, e- you can even pay for the day mm-hmm. and you can come in and you don't have to be at home and you have all the resources, all the amenities, all the technology and um, all the coffee all the coffee <laughs> yep and yeah and it's really neat so um uh i think that's great for someone like me who just doesn't want to work at home and quite honestly my, my wife worked at home the last two and a half years and uh, you know i don't want to be there while she's working too it's like our place isn't that big and you know so anyway so how did you end up at collab well, yeah. what's the journey there? How did that happen? So Elaine Coughlin, the current director of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and investment at Pablo Group, um, kind of uh, presented me with the opportunity of the program manager position when I was still working um, at another business downtown here. Elaine and I had worked together at that business and mm-hmm. um, kind of had established a relationship in that way. And she just thought that I was the right person for that programming administrator role at the time. Um 
And I was in that role for a day before she left on maternity leave the first time. Okay. And it was um, it was a trial by fire experience. So it was really fun kind of getting into a startup and kind of getting handed the reins on day one and told, all right, make it work. Yeah. Um, and since then, I've been promoted to community manager. So now I'm running the operations for CoLab and yeah. um, really trying to build that business as we prepare for a second move to the former Antique Emporium building right. in mid-2024. That's right. You, yeah, you guys are, are going to be moving over there. So how, how does CoLab help businesses? So um, give us give us a little bit of a, for anyone listening out there who is thinking of starting a business or they need a space, even if it's a, I'm going to say cubicle, but even if they need a space for, and they don't have much of a budget, you know, how does it help? How can it help? Yeah, so CoLab, we kind of describe it like a gym membership. If you pay for a gym membership, you can go to that gym whenever you want, use the equipment and work out, and then leave the gym, come back anytime that you want. Right. Just like CoLab functions in that capacity as an office. It's your office. You can come in, do work there. We have a printer. We have office supplies. We have a a shared kitchen. Um, All the amenities that a basic business needs to function with just a flat rate for membership. Okay. And we offer a 20% discount for startups and nonprofits for their first three months to get them even another level of scaling so that they can prepare for that cost of membership at its full price when it does roll around three months after they start. But in addition to the physical space, you get to connect with other workers that are either in that startup or entrepreneurial phase. Right. Um, You get to connect with people that are in remote positions that are working for other companies Nonprofits that are doing really cool things in town here. Um, we've got two members that are actually building brand new facilities here right downtown. Yep. And so we're really excited to see them, them grow outside of our space in addition to have their teams in our space. But between conference rooms, private phone booths, powered desks, yeah. we have lots of space to fit any type of work style that uh, people might have. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Do you want to share like a really good success story. I mean, maybe you don't want to name the business name, but you know, one that comes to mind where like, you know, they started at collab even in your first space. And now they're like, you know, um, I mean, if you want to name names, you can, but you know, what would be like a typical success story out of there? Yeah. I, I kind of always point to uh, one of our members. They are an inventive toy company. Okay. Switch those words around a little bit and you'll be able to figure out who we're talking about here. (laughs) Um, But they started out with a single desk at CoLab. Then another team member joined. And then another team member joined. So they ended up with three desks. Then we moved to our new location. They took one of our private offices. And their team has continued to grow and their operation has continued to see success okay and so that's been really cool for them to have the opportunity to grow while they're with us and they may grow too large for what we are able to offer but that's exactly kind of what we're hoping for is that a business does outgrow what we're what we are able to offer at our co-working space but we're at at least able to give them that launch pad Mm -hmm. to get them to that next step and when they're ready for it we have connections where we can help them find that appropriate real estate at the right price point for them that may be slightly more than membership right. is at CoLab, right. just because our rates are really great for startups are, and entrepreneurs. Yes. But it could be more comparable than just going out and trying to find something on your own. Yeah, I, I know a few people that have you know have memberships there, and they just speak so highly of the 
of the staff and, and the technology, so that's really neat. Um, so doing good things. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, this is a Business Matters podcast, and we, we you know, we're the advocates of business here at the Chamber. Um, I don't know why my voice is so mellow today. It's, it's really interesting <laughs> to me today, yeah. I'm just kind of like in that space today, uh, which is good for you listeners because hopefully it's soothing. I don't know. Uh, let's let's shift. Let's shift to shopping local. So we're Love coming up on local. yeah, coming up on the holidays. Uh, now we're in that Thanksgiving to Christmas zone. You know, people are a little less worky and they're a little more like gift giving and in in the spirits. Uh, we have some great local stores here. I mean, we we are a community. If you go, let's just forget about the big cities. But if you go to communities like our community here and maybe even Wausau across some of the what they call the tier three cities and kind of 70,000 type, 100,000 in the area, we have some great, great local. Why is it important to shop local? You, I know that you're passionate about the local community. So why is it important to you? What, what are we doing? What can we do, listeners out there? to shop local and not necessarily get on our keyboard and have everything sent to us in a box. What can we do as a community? Why do you think that's so important? I mean, I think that shopping local, just from the mere standpoint of where you put your dollars, is really important. You aren't paying some big box store or some local or some uh, corporation and putting those dollars into the CEO's pocket. You are helping a mom and dad pay for daycare. You're helping someone get new tennis shoes you're helping a local person who's paying local people to do work in our local community and local businesses are something that make our community thrive and there's something that everyone should really take a concerted effort in supporting and i think it's great that we have small business saturday yeah and it's a it's a highlighted thing Mm -hmm. but why can't we do that year right, round? Exactly. I know we were talking about it before the podcast. Yeah. Why does it have to be limited yeah. to just one day? Every week. Go out there every week. Whatever. Yeah. Every month. Your dollars spent locally do so much more to stimulate the local economy than going out to Target, going out to Best Buy, finding that cool new electronic gadget. Find something in a local store that is handmade by a local maker, something that has more sentimental value to it, something that not everybody and their mother is going to get for Christmas or any holiday gathering, right? you're going to end up with something a lot more personal than you would shopping at a big box store. So I, I had this conversation at Thanksgiving with my son-in-law's family. We had Thanksgiving at their house. And I was having a discussion with uh, my son-in-law's uncle. And he said, well, you work at the chamber. You're all about local, right? And he said, where do you get your groceries? I mean, this was very weird. We're watching mm-hmm. football. And I said, well, I like to go to Hy-Vee. I like to go to Festival. I like to go to Woodman's. I kind of move it around. Mm-hmm. He said, Hy-Vee, that's not local. And I said, it is local. Well, how is that local? It's local staff mm-hmm. that is getting local wages, that is paying local city taxes. It is local. There are products in Hy-Vee, I know this for a fact because we have a good relationship with Hy-Vee. That's not a plug for them. I'm just using it as an example. Is like even festival, all of them, they all use locally sourced products in all those mm-hmm. stores. And so they're, they're, we are supporting local in a sense. Are they based out of here? No, they're not based out of here. But their, their workforce is based out of here. So you're supplying wages to the, that workforce 
by shopping at those stores. Doesn't matter any of them here. Festival, Woodman's, Ivy. I think it's um, been cool too, as, especially as Hy-Vee has moved into town and Woodman's has been doing it for quite a while, but seeing local products yeah. on shelves there. Yeah, and exactly. And they've got big displays and how they've kind of streamlined that process for our local businesses to be able to get their products into those stores. It does make it feel more like a part of the community. It makes it feel like you can get more of those local things without needing to just go to right. the one local grocery store that we do have that is really awesome. Right. But seeing local products in multiple places is not only better for the businesses that have those products, but the businesses that are showing them off. Yeah. If you just connect the dots, everything's kind of connected in the community. We're very excited to get Menominee Co-op down here, food co-op. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, welcome down to downtown when they get that built. I mean, that'll be a great source for our local uh, uh, consumers. Um, and they'll they'll be in that same plethora of other food providers, you know, um, grocery providers in the area. And especially yeah. in the last year, I think it's really important for people to get out there and just explore their local communities and see what has popped yes. up in the last year. We've seen immense success with the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation's Main Street Bounce Back program. Yep. That's been good. To fill our vacant storefronts. You're now seeing stores that have been empty for many years in downtown yeah. Eau Claire that are yeah. filled with really cool things yeah. that sometimes it's just a picture of a guy in a hat on the outside and <laughs> yeah. you don't quite know what's inside, yeah. but you go in and it's kind of cool. Yeah. So there are things that are happening like that in formerly vacant storefronts. So if you haven't been downtown in a while, definitely get check down it out. Here. Yeah, get down here. We have a, this isn't a shameless plug, but it kind of is. We have a Explore Eau Claire program here where when people think about moving to the community, I just did a tour on Monday. I took them out for two and a half hours on Monday afternoon, showed them around the city. And, uh, you know, I moved here 21 years ago. 21 years ago, when I would come downtown, forget, I mean, there was nothing down here. The Children's Theater used to be right down the street here, and my mom would Drop me off at the door, pick me up at the door. I wasn't allowed to leave unless I yep. saw her there. It, was, it wasn't it was the place that you wanted to be. No, it wasn't. So I mentioned that to him. He couldn't even put his head around that based on what he saw. Yeah. He was like, really? Look at this down here. And I said, yeah. I mean, 15, 20 years ago, you just didn't come downtown, Eau Claire. I even have college yeah. friends. I graduated in 2016 from UWEC, and they come back now and it's a, an entirely different yeah. city. There's Whole so much world. more to do. There's so much more to see and so yeah. many things that make it, it feels like Eau Claire is really up and coming. Yep. Even though we've been up and coming for a while. I think so. It seems like yeah. we're finally now showing it outwardly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think everybody's heard it. Shop locally. Check out Colab if you can. Um, and uh, look for Startup Week next year uh, in November and see if you want to get involved in that. And... All of our programs that were streamed virtually are actually available on Colab's okay. website. So nice. if you happened to miss Startup Week, but some of the programs sound interesting, head online to our website and we do have um, okay. the links to all of the recorded programs that we had nice. both from 2020, 2021, and this year is under construction, but going up soon. All right. Then I have two questions for you and then I'll ask the big last question, the reveal. The first question is, how many times have you won Dancing with the Eau Claire Stars? <laughs> So for those of you listening, Adam is is involved in that. I was in it in 2020. I didn't win. <laughs> How many times? Okay, so I have participated for nine years. 
I have gone home with seven trophies over those nine years, and I have won the event two times. Nice. Congrats. All right, next question. Favorite holiday food or entree or dish? Oh, oh my gosh. I know I threw See, that one at this you. This one is a really difficult one because I just like to eat. Me too. And my mom the other night made Thanksgiving pot pie. Okay. And Yum. so it was leftover everything just baked in a crust. Okay. So it was stuffing, mashed potatoes, creamed corn, uh, green bean casserole, turkey, cranberries, sweet potatoes, <sighs> everything, and then just wrapped in a crust and baked. Oof. Wow. If I had to pick one, I'm going to pick them all by doing that. <laughs> so, listeners, you can't see this, but our creative director, Chelsea, is over there, like, falling out of her chair about that description <laughs> of the of the turkey pot pie. Okay. Uh, last question. So, this is a question. Obviously, we're here. This is Business Matters Podcast. Why does business matter to you, Adam, as far as encompassing all the things we talked about, the local shopping um the holiday dish no just kidding <laughs> the local shopping um you know collab why 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 does business matter in our community yeah i think for so long entrepreneurs have kind of felt like they're in it alone and that they don't necessarily have a community that's built around them and for them and i think some of the things that we've been doing not only at CoLab, but just in the Eau Claire community in general, have really been showing those entrepreneurs that Eau Claire is a great place mm-hmm. to start and grow your business. There's opportunity here. The cost of living is low. And we have lots of great local resources for entrepreneurs, as well as local small businesses that are seeing success. And I think those are really exciting things that should show entrepreneurs it's an exciting time to be an entrepreneur in the Chippewa Valley. Yeah, great answer. Love that answer because I agree 110%. There's a lot of neat things going on. Uh, and, you know, even doing these podcasts, I've, I've been able to, and listening to others, um, I've been to really, it really is great to see the intent and the passion of what we really want to do with our businesses and new businesses in this area. And yeah, we need, we obviously need to keep getting the word out, right? Definitely. Um, because uh, our city has grown. Uh, immensely and we'd like it to continue to grow and uh, we need new emerging leaders like yourself i know you're heavily involved in the community so thank you for that uh so and thanks for being on today yeah of course yeah. again thank you Great for having have me. you yeah so again from the wind technology studio in downtown eau claire and our uh, our uh, media sponsor royal credit union uh, on behalf of the chamber and uh adam our guest today thank you so much and uh Stay tuned for the next podcast coming up, but listen to this one a lot before the next one. Thank you.